at that time we were like uh, having collaboration with our big partner right uh, we prepare everything we create the the product it was like covered by media as well but then after we wait you know one week two weeks even until one month then we only got two users yeah that is like a like awakening moment for us we realized that uh, we jump directly into solution we thought we think about whether that solution actually solve the pain points of of our users Hello friends, welcome back to ASEAN Tech Leaders where I have heart-to-heart conversations with tech leaders here in Southeast Asia to uncover the mindset and strategies that we can use to overcome challenges in our way, accelerate our growth and ride the tech wave. What you're about to hear is a conversation between co-founder of HaloDog, Dodi Lukito and I. HaloDog is Indonesia's largest health tech platform which was founded in 2016. Every month, they connect over 20 million users to over 20,000 doctors and 4,000 pharmacies across Indonesia. Beyond sharing about HaloDoc's journey, Dodi and I also covered several important points about what is the best way to add value at work and in business, how to convince others to change their mindset, and what is the best attitude that one can have when dealing with challenges and the ongoing tech winter. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation between Dodi and I. Hey, Dodi, thank you so much for joining us today. Really happy to have you. Uh, I always feel like uh, once early childhood uh, and the early years, you know, maybe during teenagers or when they are in college, will shape who they are. So could you share with us, like, you know, what about the early years in your life um, actually defined you? Like, for example, when you think back about your past, was there any specific events that led to the person that you are today? It's an interesting question. So, well, my family background is actually, uh, you know, my dad. I think is uh, my dad is an engineer, right? And my 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 mom is uh, uh, working in like in a financial uh, economy, right? Uh, but myself, uh, I always uh, like like some some kind of engineering thing. Yeah, since I was uh, in elementary school, junior high school, and so on. Yeah, but uh, especially in the computer. So. However, uh, when I was about to get into my college year, and that was like in uh, 1990s at the time, right? Uh, the school, uh, you know, the, the computer uh, science subject uh, still was not very popular, right? So then uh, my parents kind of say like, uh, are you sure you want to like study computer? You know, uh, can you like uh, being a bread, a winner of your family, <laughs> things like that with the computer? So. Uh, and I ended up to uh, took uh, engineering uh, uh, a major for for my undergrad. Right, uh, I took a civil engineering. But you know, uh, I always like to like work with computer. And even even with with uh, with that major, you know, I work a lot with computer. And even my thesis is like you know making a computer program. So uh, and then you know, I just feel like you know, uh, technology is something that can unlock a lot of things. Right. Uh, and you know it continues to my uh, uh, graduate uh, education when uh, finally I could uh, study uh, computer, and you know I work in in the also a software industry during my first career, and that's when uh, it's kind of like eye opener that you know if you using technology at the right place at the right time, that you know it can bring like a very big uh, impact uh, for uh, people life. Yeah, and that's, I think that is like what uh, brings me to what I am right now. 
So you started off in the software industry, but subsequently you went on to start businesses, you know, um, I think you were starting another business before um, moving on to Halo Dog itself. Could you share with us like how that switch happened from the mindset of being wanting to be a, a worker to ultimately being a businessman? Well, it's not actually like want to be a businessman per se, you know. Uh, yeah, so uh, back to my first career, as I said, like, you know, in the software industry, I, I was in the financial services, right? After several years, then I came back here to Indonesia and started to uh, work in the several other industries, like uh, maybe tra travel and then uh, uh, other things, right? Uh, however, it become clearer and clearer that, uh, you know, as I said previously, that technology, if you use it at the right time and the right place, that it can unlock a lot of opportunities, right? And I'm, I'm like witnessing it myself. So then I start thinking like, you know, uh, which sector that uh, I can help more and more, right? And then if you look at the uh, journey of uh, human life, healthcare is something that uh, every everybody needs, right? From from the from the time it was born until maybe like pass away, right? So uh, start thinking that you know how could uh, I like implement technology uh, correctly in order to uh, help uh, people uh, with within healthcare industry so that uh, the help that I can provide like it it, it could be like uh, even have a bigger impact, right? Then you know I met. Uh, my partner uh, Jonathan at the time, and we we are at the, at the same page that you know we we think that uh, technology is the key if you want to elevate other people's life uh, in healthcare. So that we started the company. You know, I read some of the interviews uh, with your co-founder Jonathan, and he did share that when we run a business, um, we should not fall in love with the solution, but instead we should actually focus on the problem that we are trying to solve. Can you help us to understand what is the problem that you saw um, in Indonesia that led you to set up HaloDog? Well, it's actually started by our own experience. Yeah? Uh, because that is the true fact uh, at the time that you know, the, the demand and supply in uh, healthcare in Indonesia are, were not very balanced at the time, right? Like, and one of the example is, you know, we, we are a big country, like one of the most, uh, I think the fourth most populous country in the world with 270 million population. However, we only have like a very limited uh, doctor, you know, uh, needless to say specialist, even general practitioner or GP is also still very limited, right? Uh, the number, uh, statistic number is like three doctors uh, per 10,000 population. So it's definitely, it's, it's, it's not enough, right? So that is also uh, empowered with the fact that we are an archipelagic country, you know, whereas like most of the healthcare practitioners, they, they are like residing in the big cities or Java Island uh, specifically, right? Meaning that the other part of the country, the opportunity for them to meet healthcare practitioner that can help them if they have a healthcare problem or need the health treatment, it's, it's kind of uh, difficult, right? So in, in the extent of that, even in the big, big city itself, like for me, I'm staying in Jakarta, right? Uh, when, I, when I was sick and I need the, uh, 
uh, healthcare treatment, you know, I need to like juggle with the traffic jam, you know, I need uh, when I arrive at the hospital to meet my doctor, I still have to like uh, do a lot of uh, queue, following queue, like taking registration number, filling lengthy form and so on and so forth. So those are the problems that uh, both of us think at the time. Uh, it is a very good uh, uh, playing field for us if we want to show what is the power of technology to solve that kind of thing. Yeah. So mainly it's the imbalance between uh, supply and demand, yeah, between the supply of uh, healthcare practitioner, between supply of healthcare facilities, you know, uh, the condition of uh, geographical uh, in Indonesia as an archipelagic country, yeah, which is uh, it kind of complicated, right? I mean, uh, we cannot like immediately add the number of uh, healthcare facilities or healthcare practitioner immediately, right? Whereas the population will keep adding more and more every year. You know, like people say that uh, every year Indonesia create like one new Singapore, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, then we think like sure technology. I think uh, is the key for this, and that's uh, like the main problem that uh, we wanted to solve at the time, even until now, which is like simplifying access for uh, Indonesian people to healthcare. In, so I'm hearing many things that you mentioned that led to this um, problem of healthcare in Indonesia: supply versus demand. Um, you know, having a different geographical layout with many many islands. Uh, versus, you know, being like a, a, a fixed like island, like the way Singapore is. And the third part, um, which is something that I also have experienced myself, which is traffic jam, you know, and then also long queues, right, when you get to the clinics and everything. So all these problems combined um, led you to start Hello Dog. Correct. Healthcare is quite an interesting field to be in, especially in the past two years. Um, you know, I saw that, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic, um, Indonesia actually was affected by it as well and um, quite badly also. In fact, uh, at the height of the crisis, um, there's actually up to like 40,000 COVID cases per day in Indonesia. Could you tell yeah. me a little bit more about how your journey changed uh, and how your business had changed as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? During the COVID, like the challenge is still there, yeah. but uh, I think things get worsened because like, you know, the there was like uh, what we call the PPKN or it's a lockdown of the city, right? So during the lockdown, it's like getting hard for us to get the medicine. It's getting hard to meet the doctors because they were also isolating themselves, right? Uh, we feel like it's back to 2016 when we just uh, launching our product for the first time that, you know, we were facing with, with a new problem that we need to think quick and, you know, uh, uh, deploy the solution to the problem that uh, the population uh, is making at that time, right? And then we came up with the idea of uh, creating a drive-through test for uh, for COVID because at the time, you know, people were anxious, right? Uh, whether you know I'm in I'm infected or not, my family are okay, am I okay or not, right? And the first step to know whether they are okay or not is by taking the test, right? So. We were asking our partner at the time, you know, uh, how to solve that. Uh, but like our hospital and clinic partner, they say like, you know, we, this is also new for us. Uh, we kind of like also uh, not confident to accept people at our facilities because if they are positive, then what will happen to our team and, and so on and so forth, right? So that we 
came up with the idea why don't we uh, create like a drive through facility in, in uh, you know like uh, open space so that the uh, the interaction between people uh, are not uh, that close so that the contagion of the virus will also be more controlled and then we deploy our appointment technology at that time uh, in order to uh, arrange the demand and supply uh, to be flow nicely you know uh, still uh, adhering to the regulation set by the ministry of health at the time for people to not be like you know, overcrowded and so on right so yeah that is when we uh, started to uh, again you know like uh, implement our technology and our experience uh, to solve a problem during a pandemic yeah and after that of and course like a lot of aspiration as usual and uh, we are also participating in the vaccine yeah uh, enhancing our uh, experience in giving uh, covid tests you know starting from rapid test become antigen test become uh, pcr and then we also help uh, indonesian people to also get the vaccine when in 2021 uh, government started the program to vaccinate the whole country yeah so yeah so in a way it's a blessing in disguise Geraldine, uh, for, for us yeah, uh, that it increased a lot of awareness from Indonesian people that uh, healthcare, it's actually uh, they need to be more aware. And then when it merged with technology, then it could uh, create a very big impact. Definitely, I, I see um, this pandemic as an opportunity for Hello Doc to prove the relevance. When you say drive-through facilities, could I check? Is this like a testing facility or a vaccination facility? We started with the uh, testing facility. Yeah. Uh, started with the rapid test and then you know as the technology become more and more like uh, we also facilitated antigen and PCR tests right well from that experience in 2020 it is proven that the drive-through facility uh, equipped with, with our uh, technology does solve the problem right uh, people uh, our patient uh, we, we normally call our user patients our patients knows exactly where they can get the test, you know, when they should come. So it's like limit their interaction with the others, which means like in turn also reducing the opportunity to, to uh, get contagion of COVID, right? And they also can get the results fast, right? Because we send all the uh, results digitally into the apps, right? Uh, also for the provider set or partner like uh, doctor, uh, clinic and hospitals and laboratory, they also feel helpful with that, right? Because they can predict beforehand, like uh, uh, how many test kits they need to prepare, how many manpower healthcare practitioners they need to prepare. Because uh, we facilitate the booking, be like uh, uh, in our platform, and we we uh, we transfer information to our partners so that they can be prepared and they can uh, do their job better to adhere to the uh, regulations set by the Ministry of Health, right? So. Uh, fast forward to uh, 2021 when uh, vaccine is start to uh, getting uh, into the, uh, the in, into Indonesia. So you're facing with the same problem, whereas like the limited uh, availability of the vaccine at the first time, whereas like you know the government wants to uh, vaccinate uh, as many people as possible throughout the country. So then uh, again uh, we propose. Uh, if we can help by using our experience or technology that we already implement during the testing, uh, we tweak it a little bit to facilitate the, the vaccine. And yeah, 
uh, it is proven that uh, we can help a lot of people, uh, provider and also government uh, in terms of uh, delivering the vaccine. We were the first one who opened the uh, drive-through vaccine facility also in Indonesia, and we ended up to uh, to vaccinate like uh, uh, millions of uh, patients, right? Yeah. Wow, millions of um, people were vaccinated as a result of your drive-through facilities. Um, so that's really great to to hear. It sounds like uh, there's not only a lot more awareness uh, about Hello Dog during this period of um, COVID-19, but also a lot more activities going on. Like, for example, having to set up all these centers for both testing and vaccination sounds like it would require a lot of uh, effort from your team. Could you help me to understand how did your team actually cope with the surge in volume, right? Because I would imagine there's a huge surge in both like activity and also volume of um, patients that were coming in. How did you deal with it and what kind of challenge were you facing at that time? Luckily, Geraldine, uh, we, we started Hello in 2016, right? Which is like uh, four years before the pandemic started, right? And even from day one, uh, our mindset is to simplify access to healthcare, meaning that uh, our uh, vision and our passion is to uh, help as many people as possible with our services, uh, as accurate as possible, and of course, as fast as possible, right? So we have been very agile since the beginning, yeah? uh, even like we have various services uh, already from, from day one when we launched the product uh, from the uh, doctor teleconsultation into uh, uh, medicine uh, uh, <clears throat> medicine delivery into a laboratory service. So those learning curve, uh, when we were faced with the challenge during the pandemic, you know, we just implement our experience and our uh, vision and passion uh, to this new uh, uh, domain of the problems, right? Like, for example, yes, you're right, uh, during the first time we opened the testing facility, the drive-thru, you know, we, we kind of like uh, adopting from our uh, appointment services. Yeah? But of course, in the new uh, circumstances, whereas this time it's uh, in open space, uh, not just people coming in, but also car coming to drive-thru, you know, a lot of things that we need to learn. But I'm very thankful that... Uh, uh, Hello Talk team is like a very uh, agile and, you know, uh, learning curve is also very fast because uh, we, we are like already accustomed with the fast pace uh, to serve our patients. You know that uh, our user persona is somehow like different than the other uh, platform, right? Like uh, if I can take example for e-commerce or like uh, online travel agents, uh, their users are people who wants to... Uh, shop who wants to like uh, travel wants to have fun right but most of our uh, users are people who are sick and need immediate help so like you know the we need to impress them immediately at, at, at their first uh, experience uh, as the first time user so that makes us like really uh, aware and build a lot of empathy for our team to be able to solve the problem uh, as soon as possible and as accurate as possible and those experience we bring into uh, the pandemic era when we have to solve the problem related with the testing COVID, with the uh, vaccination and so on. So yeah, uh, huge search challenge, yes, of course, yeah, uh, especially because we were the first one who provided facility. So like the, the J curve for, for the user for the specific services are, 
increasing like uh, like very drastically only in like uh, first uh, few days or, or weeks yeah but you know we keep learning we keep it iterating and with the perseverance and uh, our agility that thanks that you know we we were able to still helping and uh, servicing more and more Indonesian people at that time that's good to hear I mean like your team is really um agile and also like it sounds that the team is really customer focused as well because like what you mentioned in you know probably e-commerce or travel you get very happy people who are using the right. application yeah. right? they want to go traveling or they want to buy something new but when for a med telemedicine app like hello dog when people use that they are in pain or angry or right. unhappy and that's why the customer experience and the focus on the customer uh, or patient is a lot more critical and and important yeah, we need to show the aha moment immediately when they are like first time user. Definitely. What what would be what would you say is like the biggest learning experience for the business during this past two years, right? Dealing with the pandemic. Because I'm sure that as an organization, you guys are very agile and constantly learning. What's one example of something that you your team and you learn together? I think our biggest learning is, uh, as you mentioned previously, uh, that you know, uh, we learn a lot that uh, we need to focus on the problem instead of the solution, right? So uh, that makes us uh, to become like very agile organization. I mean, if I remember correctly, the number in uh, 2017, in one year after we launched our product, I think in that year we kind of like doing. 200 times iteration you know uh, which means that you know we 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 make 200 times mistakes and we we corrected them right so uh but that is like very very uh, useful learning Geraldine because uh, if you're asking me about one uh, event that make us like really awake for uh, or, you know until we implement that in our day-to-day uh, uh, work until now that you know do not fall in love in solution but fall in love with the, with the problem so at that time we were like uh, having collaboration with our big partner right uh, we prepare everything we create the the product we prepare the operation we prepare the launching and even like with the kind of like big bang event it was like covered by media as well but then after we wait, you know, one week, two weeks, we wait even until one month, then we only got two users. So, yeah, that is like a like awakening moment for us. We realized that uh, we jump directly into solution. We thought we think about whether that solution actually solve the pain points of, of our users, right? Yeah, so that is the biggest learning that uh, we experienced uh, at that time. And even until now, uh, for every initiative, for every uh, business plan, for every like you know uh, roadmap uh, planning, etc., we always start with what is the pain points of our patient that we would like to solve, and then we we uh, you know we we progress from there. We start building a, a, a write a document. Uh, one picture, uh, PRT, all of the kind of documents with with that 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 thing in mind. That is like the thing that is uh, uh, driving us. You know, uh, what will we solve? Because 
if we can uh, do that correctly, for sure the product will work. Uh, the product market fit will be there. Scalability will will happen, and obviously, like the business will will flourish. Definitely, I think that um, that must be you know a really wake up call for you, right? Imagine putting in all the effort doing media launch and then only getting like uh, two users. You know, especially in a country as big as Indonesia. Um, what is something you wish you knew earlier before starting Hello Dog? What did I wish to knew earlier? Then? Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, one thing that uh, we as Hello Dog team yeah, uh, experience so far, I think uh, one of the biggest challenges that we have to overcome is how do we educate uh, the stakeholder that uh, related to us, right? Uh, because in healthcare, uh, there are like uh, several stakeholders, right? And we, as a platform player uh, with our vision to simplify access to healthcare, we kind of like uh, connecting the triangle between patient, uh, provider, and then a payer, right? Uh, provider, like, uh, for example, doctor, pharmacy, uh, hospitals, and so on. And payer is like, uh, company or uh, insurance, right? So, educating them uh, how to like, you know, uh, act uh, correctly. Uh, then uh, you know, uh, using technology uh, when when they're doing like day to day life and uh, start to think about you know other uh, stakeholders. Uh, pain points uh, are the thing that I wish uh, we could uh, do it better. Yeah, because if our stakeholders are all uh, learning to have the same vision as us, then it will be uh, better for us as a uh, technology platform that connecting and simplifying access to healthcare to do our job. Yeah. So yeah, that is one thing that uh, I think uh, if we knew the mantra how to educate all the stakeholders better, then you know we, we could deliver something better, and at the end of the day, we, the result will also be better for everyone. So it sounds like it's not just about technology solution or so. There's also a people element involved, which is the stakeholders, like what you mentioned, the hospitals, Absolutely. the clinics. Yeah. The pharmacies Especially because the healthcare is the one sector that is very regulated, right? So that you know, uh, uh, even in doing iteration, we have to be like uh, extra careful. Yeah, we also have to coordinate with a lot of parties, uh, you know, stakeholders and government also. But uh, I'm very thankful that the uh, Indonesian government so far is very supportive with the uh, enhancement of uh, healthcare service through technology. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That is a important part also to get like government su support as well. So many, many stakeholders to coordinate. How do you convince people who are different, right? Because they do not come from the tech background. Um, they come from like healthcare background or government background. Uh, how do you convince them to accept your application and also to be able to do things in the way that you want them to do? Because I guess that for many of us, change management it's not just about putting in a new technology, it's also about dealing with the people that comes with it. So if you can you share with us some tips on like what made you successful in winning them over to your side and convincing them to do things your way? 
we if you talk about convincing you know we always uh, try to give them proof first right a lot of cases uh, we give them opportunity to experience first what we can deliver whether it really solve the problem whether it will make uh, their life easier and so on and so forth right start from the beginning when we just launched our our uh, telemedicine service of course people are not used to talk to their doctors uh, online you know uh, some Indonesian are still have to admit that if i'm not being touched by my doctor i will not be recovered <laughs> so but we we prove it that you know uh, with the with the right mentality with the right uh, uh, operational procedure uh, with, with the right uh, uh, mindset to serve that technology can deliver the same uh, compared to face to face right of course it's not easy when we uh, grow our patient from 100 to 1000 to 10000 and so on there are a lot of things that we need to tweak here and there right and we need to uh, educate not just from the patient side but also from the doctor side as well in how could they do online practice uh, without uh, sacrificing any quality compared to when they're doing like a face-to-face -face practice right and that things like uh, keep uh, continue uh, even with uh, during the pandemic right when we uh, start offering the solution for the drive-thru of course we are not like expanding immediately to uh 430 something places that we ended up with but we started by open our first one we gather the data we report the data we present it to show what impact that we made yeah and then we expand to uh, two uh, facilities four facilities and so on right but of course uh, during the expansion uh we also keep learning we also keep like modifying our uh, procedure we also keep modifying our technology, uh, our uh, platform, uh, yeah, and 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 any anything that's supporting that as uh, one complete end-to-end uh, -end solution that we deliver based on the actual pain points experienced by our stakeholders. Mm. So what I'm hearing is quite a few things. Uh, you know, when it comes to convincing stakeholders, it's a it's a combination of few things. Uh, one is of course education, you know, educating them about the benefits. Two is actually really doing it step by step, right? Like you didn't jump straight to yeah. like many vaccination centers. Uh, you set up a few first and then you show results and then you report and communicate the results and the data uh, to help yeah. them to understand the impact of what you are doing. And then subsequently, you actually use, win their confidence already and then use that to scale. Yeah, one of the strongest points of us as a technology company is we use data in every aspect of our day-to-day uh, -day work, right? So we make decision based on the data, we make planning based on the data, and the same data we present to the stakeholders to show them what impact that we bring. You know, uh, we're not like uh, coming first as somebody that uh, knows the solution with the technology, but we came up with the progress, we came up with the impact that we can deliver, and then we deliver the technology that is a custom and uh, you know accurate to solve the, the exact pain point. Thanks for, for sharing that. Yeah, it's really important for businesses to all be data-driven. And it does sound like, you know, there's so much effort that goes behind the scenes because to the user, it's really just like an app. I press and then I can like get access to a doctor that I want to talk to. But actually behind that, there's like so much effort going on, right? Coordinating so many stakeholders and like a whole team to make this uh, experience happen for the patient also. So I'm sure that this whole entire journey is not easy. Can you tell us about uh, one of the times where you felt like really um, disappointed or felt like giving up during this journey 
uh, and how did you overcome it? Like, well, to be honest, I never experienced uh, a moment that uh, you know about <laughs> giving up <laughs> because uh, in our space it's just a uh, uh, very uh, interesting. You know, uh, a lot of problems uh, that we still need to take care. You know, one problem we can take care, and then another one coming up. You know, and we we keep iterating our service and product uh, over and over again, right? So, yeah. Uh, but of course. When when uh, Jonathan and I starting this, we we knew that uh, it will be a lot of challenge, right? Especially as a technology startup, you know, uh, people say like technology startup need to disrupt, right? And of course, uh, disruption is something that is not easy. Uh, however, you know, we also believe that uh, if we use the technology correctly at the right uh, place at the right time, then the sky is the limit, right? So. That that is the thing that keep uh, driving us day to day. That you know, every time we face a problem, then you know, even though as I said previously in twenty seventeen we have to do like uh, two hundred times iteration, you know, we're not giving up, but we instead it keep like uh, make us more and more exciting because in every iteration we learn new things, right? And the new things then we can implement not just at a time, but uh, it can becomes like our learning. Uh, well, in the future, if we face with the same problem, then you know we do not have to start from from a square one. Yeah. And now I want to take a step back to also look at the current situation that is ongoing. Since you talked about perse- perseverance, right? So this year is slightly different from last year for many of us uh, who are working in tech and also who are running tech companies. Uh, it does seem that last year everybody just focused on growth, which is great, but this year there seems to be a shift towards. Um, profitability and, you know, having more better margins and everything, which is um, having an impact on the tech industry. So uh, many of the tech workers, uh, they are very worried about layoffs. Uh, They are feeling quite um, concerned about the current economic climate. So maybe um, could you share with us, like, um, maybe first of all, how have things been for HelloDog and what are you doing to um, deal with these new realities? Uh, well, for us, you know, uh, I think we kind of lucky again uh, in this uh, in this matter. You know, uh, I understand that uh, what you're referring to is the uh, winter period that is like basically being uh, talked among the, the tech uh, communities like uh, all over the world, right? Uh, why I said we are lucky because you know uh, since uh, 2019 when we raised our Series B, you know, we already committed that. Uh, we uh, have a roadmap uh, to be a sustainable business. Yeah. Uh, sustainable meaning that in uh, every services that we launch, you know, we must create a positive unit of economies. Well, positive unit of economy also meaning that uh, the services that we launch is actually useful for our users, right? Because if a service is not useful, then how come a user would like to pay in order to create the, the commercial value for us, right? That is already in our uh, in the mindset of all the leaders in in Halodoc since 2019. Yeah. So then we keep continuing to it uh, during the pandemic. We also have the, the same mindset, and so now when when the winter is uh, people say the winter is coming, then uh, it's it it is not uh, like a big shock for us because uh, we already have that in our uh, mindset and you know in how we run our businesses. However, we also learn a lot from, from this uh, situation that, you know, uh, we see 
a lot of companies uh, some of them are struggling some of them are uh, even uh, getting better and you know we keep learning from uh, our peers from our partners uh, from you know other players in the technology sector in how to become uh, like better and better right well of course one of the key thing in in it is like uh, how do we keep uh, improving the productivity of the team yeah that is uh, something that we emphasize to our team uh, during this uh, period of time that you know in order for us to uh, become more and more uh, sustainable company then of course the, the key thing is you know uh, how we can uh, maintain our productivity and keep improving it because when the productivity is improving of course like the quality of solution that we deliver to our users you know our uh, business model uh, and uh, everything related to that will will also improve it's definitely great to hear you have the right mindset since the day one uh, or since series b time when you actually committed to you know right, yeah. wanting to achieve a sustainable profitable type of um, business that's really good um, because i think back then not many would actually have uh, a similar type of mindset as well but wondering because uh, you've probably been through quite a few what we call winter already so this is just like one more in your life um but I wanted to understand from you, uh, maybe what advice do you have for some of the younger technology workers who are kind of feeling very worried because it's their first time they experience this. So imagine for someone in their 20s today, they have a very good year last year and then this year they suddenly see all their friends um, being let go or maybe they see like uh, their stock investments like drop and everything and they start to feel a lot of fear. Like what do you advise them to cope with this kind of situation and sudden changes? Well, you're right. This is not my first uh, so-called winter in my life. Uh, but one thing that I can tell from from uh, the occurrence of uh, so-called winter is, you know, uh, it will always bounce back, right? Uh, it's like the economy is always like the balance of uh, demand and supply, and it's also the same case. Our winter in one sector will uh, will always meaning like flourish in the other sector, right? Especially in technology, I still strongly believe that the technology sector will still be a key uh, into, you know, like uh, this time and like the, the near future or even like a longer future. So for our friends who are in technology sectors, uh, do not worry too much, right? You know, use this uh, period of time to learn as much as possible, you know, to see of the cases happening you know which sectors are done which sectors are flourishing you know uh what do you need to prepare in your uh, future journey when you like about to join another company or uh, start your your next business or your investment you know because uh, uh, one thing that is uh, for sure is productivity is is something that you need to watch uh in in this uh, technology industry right because uh, the the biggest like uh, capital that we put in this industry is human the brain web right so obviously like productivity is something that you have to uh, always monitor and watch on and then you know uh, again what you do what you build you know uh, make sure that it is accurate and and solve the problems that is available in your uh, target market you know do not uh, waste time or uh, uh, resources to build something that is not uh, really accurately uh, solve your target market problem yeah and of course being perseverance is 
always a good thing to have because in this industry iteration is something that we cannot avoid you know we have to keep uh, iterate and of course for every iteration uh, collect the data and always uh, trying to be better in every uh, iteration and give uh, better data and results so sounds like there's a couple of things that you mentioned um, first one is really about like okay as a young person probably you can focus on productivity right because that's where technology companies spend the most on and it's critical to be productive and to make sure that you're delivering more um, yeah. the second part is really more about like solving problems so whether you are a someone who's working for a company or a business owner it's very key to focus on like solving relevant problems because as long as you're solving these problems you will still be relevant today and the third thing is really perseverance right because I think this is their first winter, but it's not going to be the last. Someone will experience many winters in their lifetime. Hence, it's really important to have perseverance as a mindset. Yeah, Absolutely. Coming to the end of the session, just wondering if you have um, any uh, last words or advice that you would give to the younger generation, um, be it uh, business owners or maybe people who are working in tech. Well, again, you know, uh, I myself still keep learning right from day to day. Uh, so I hope that uh, every participants in this uh, uh, tech industry will always, you know, willing and keen to learn. You know, always make uh, ourselves uh, better because if we can uh, keep improving and developing ourselves, then obviously what we contribute to the community will always uh, getting better and better, right? So never stop learning. Uh, never think that uh, uh, what we have done. Is the most correct one. Uh, do not stay in your comfort zone. Always be open. Yeah, because uh, there is always uh, better things to do. Something there is always uh, something that we can learn from others. I think uh, that's probably you know what I can share about my life philosophy to <laughs> keep contributing to the community. So keep learning. Uh, you know, focus on improving. It's always a better way to do something and don't stay in your comfort zone. These are some of the key advice. Just to add on a little bit on that, what is the best, some of the best ways to learn? Do you think it's through reading books, through doing, through maybe having mentors? Like what kind of sources do you feel that is the best, um, best way for someone to really improve themselves and develop themselves as a person? Well, it's actually case by case, like based on the individual, right? Uh, for me, uh, I like to read, yeah. But uh, of course, uh, I have like a different uh, strategy to read also uh, in order to like grasp the, the, the information like fast. I'm, uh, I don't always uh, read book like from page one to the end, but uh, you know, I try to make summary and I try to, uh, you know, try to grab what is the essence of it. Yeah? Uh, of course, like uh, talking to somebody that has more experience, it's always better. So the, you can learn because not, everything that you need to learn is available in the book on the internet or in any like you know material but uh, experience is i think uh, something that is uh, also like a very good source of knowledge and learning yeah? and when i say seek for mentorship doesn't mean that uh, you know always be to uh, somebody like that has a higher position than us or sometimes i learn a lot also from my team you know sometimes from people that are more junior than me because you know they have a different experience at their uh, life journey also and i can also learn from that so 
do not limit yourself on uh, where you, you stick your matter. Yeah. So for me, those two are the best source of learning that uh, I got so far. Yeah. Uh, reading material, whether it's from book, whether it's from internet, and then meeting people and you know uh, sharing experience and knowledge. You know, because when you share something to others, then the the return is also you know I always ended up learning more after I share something. <laughs> That's my experience. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like you have to give to, to get also. So it's great that you love reading. It's a really, really good habit. Is there a book that you feel that someone must read in their life if they want to like become a great person? Since we talked about like, you know, how we, since you asked me about my, uh, you know, sharing or advice to other players uh, in technology. So for, for people in the technology or, you know, if you want to uh, build a business or if you want to, uh, you know, enhance uh, your, your, your team or product, I read the book uh, titled uh, "Playing to Win." Uh, that book, like, really give me a lot of insight in uh, how uh, how do we plan to uh, launch our service, how do we plan to uh, planning our roadmap. You know, because that really thought about where it's it give you a, a very good framework of thinking uh, in order to make a planning and to do execution. So I think we've come to the end. Thank you so much for your time, Odi, and I really appreciate you sharing your journey, uh, you know, setting up um, Halo Dog, seeing it through the pandemic, the lessons that you learned, and even like all your sharing on how we can become uh, better people. I think this is very, very critical and helpful to the audience. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for the opportunity also.